Welcome to Seat Time, helping people get laid since last week. And we'd like to thank Vita Brevis for their sponsorship of this episode of Seat Time. Well, hello everybody. Welcome to Seat Time. I'm Brian Pierce. And I'm Jason Schmidt. And you've just come in on episode six of pretty much what we like to refer to as the fact that there's a lot of other news organizations out there on the internet. Everybody kind of does their hounding aspects. But what we're going to do is we're going to sit down. We're going to talk about it. We're going to drink about it. We're going to figure out a way to bench race about it make stuff come down to people on our level. So thank you very much for tuning in. This is episode six of Seat Time. Right on. It's one of those things where we'd like to get it out there that... Uh... Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. And you I may notice like we're to... wider right now. Yeah. We're shooting this in a different format. A lot of that. We're going to say we're she. Um, she drunk. Yes. Um, uh, this ties into the fact that this isn't our first go round at. Uh, this is not our first rodeo at this episode. We're shooting this off of a Mac laptop at this point because our. I uh, can still say that. Yeah. Our uh, our regular camera setup has shit the bed at this point, so to speak. So if anybody has a credit card number they want to give us that we can use to buy anything new, bring it bpierce at seattime.co, please. Yeah. Oh, oh, so bring it so hard. I will I will say wonderful things about you. Yeah. Uh, the problem the is, internet is will that, love you. Yeah, we had already designated this as our um, 40 ounce of malt liquor episode. The problem is we are on our third take. So that means um, that we're on our second forty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have consumed a fair bit of the um, malt beverage at this point. Wait a minute, it says it on here: eight point one percent of high gravity. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, we are. Uh, yeah, we're. Uh, this is gonna be. And Jordan has episode. to get back to his law books. So seriously, yeah. guys, don't we've, make us walk around here. Yeah, don't make us. Don't make us screw this up because we are trying to let him learn because we don't want him to be the almost lawyer forever. I mean, but, he's uh, our friend. He'll never be our almost friend, but he could maybe always be our almost lawyer. Friend. He's going to be our triple friend real hard forever, but uh, almost friend, no. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, hey, it shows the love. Don't click too hard. <laughs> yeah, don't like too hard. I don't want to rain on a shower parade of malt beverage on yeah. the couch. Yeah, that smell never goes away. But, uh, yeah. How's we're here. Oh. My weekend was actually... That was um, Guinness's weekend. <laughs> Guinness's weekend was awesome. Because my weekend was spent around the house um, working on the uh, home that I currently live in, but I am desperately trying to sell. So that if anybody's meant, in the market, Carrollton. Uh, Cal- Carrollton or TC, roll hard. Go the colony, so uh, oh, that's right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm I'm up in TC. I'm hard like a criminal. Um, no, the gray hairs all about. First episode of violence on season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Shankapalooza. I was actually gonna make my suggestion that this episode be called Slurapalooza, but it's probably uh, happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's probably still gonna happen, but uh, no, my weekend was spent um, doing drywall, mud work, painting, 
taping things off, all that kind of fun stuff that goes on with trying to make a house ready to sell. And uh, that is like having your balls set on fire and trying to have someone help you by putting it out with a weed eater. It's, um, it's, it's so, something that needs to happen, but it's still not cool. <laughs> that needs to happen, man. We, yeah, I mean, if your balls are on fire, you're just like, put them out, put them out. And they come up the with a weed The closest thing they have is a weed eater. Oh you're like, okay, it'll, okay, it'll make it happen. But yeah. Anything that creates windage. Yeah. <laughs> windage. Seat time, bringing you new words since 2011. <laughs> yeah. We, we were going to call this show Technical Difficulties, but I think now we can call it Windedidge. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. Brian Pierce, mutilating the English language since 1976. <laughs> hey, I was born in 79. So, like, what, 81? I don't know. We'll call my parents. Alright, I'm gonna be upset about how much younger he is than me for a little bit. So All right, you I'm just gonna you digress talk. Digress for a little bit. But yeah. for myself, I actually had a really I'm great drink my photo. Yeah. I had a great week on while I got my ass kicked handed to me by Troy Green and his all his friends over at the Row Row One Riders because that race was freaking awesome. Um it was the second round of the T Sec Enduro series at uh Gilmer in Gilmer, Texas at Barnwell Mountain. And man, it was freaking awesome. They did. They don't have a lot of land out there, but what they do have is a ton of freaking technical, technical trail. I think the ground mileage was somewhere around 55, 60 miles, but man, dude, it felt way worse than that because of the fact that, I mean, it was an ass kick enduro. It was very, very technical trail. It was, it was quite awesome. And I was really impressed with how well of a job that they did, because I know that Troy really wanted to put out an awesome race and have an awesome good time and make everybody hurt, and I'm okay with that because that's what enduro should be all about, you know, is not this West Texas eighty miles an hour with the sand whoops type of stuff, but technical trail. Yeah, um, from what I understand from everyone that I talked to, REM wrote the soundtrack to this enduro that everyone hurts. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to laugh, but that was, all, that, was that was so horrible. Yeah, no, that it's, was uh, Jordan. <laughs> Jordan, I I brought both of them. <laughs> I have this feeling of accomplishment at this moment. Both both of them. Yeah, yeah, both of them. <laughs> we goes back to the uh, Slurpalooza. No. Uh, Everyone I spoke to, I'm trying so hard to enunciate, <laughs> and it hurts so bad. I know words. <laughs> I know words. My SAT course scores were awesome. They just don't sound like it. No, um, everyone I spoke to, uh, I didn't even take the SAT. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. That might be the actual title of this. I didn't even take the SAT. P.S. I not finished college. <laughs> No, I did. I, he didn't. I'm just saying. No, he finished college. I did not. I'm not saying it was worth anything, but I finished. No. I, yeah, I was going to say one of those things. I'm doing awesome. <laughs> did not take my SAT. My ACT scores were so badass. I just said, suck it, SAT. Anyway. Yeah, you can um, read a word. Wait. Yeah. yeah. Oh, three. Whatever. Yeah, it works. No, but uh, 
Everyone I spoke to when since I was the guy just sitting yeah, at not home, at the race. Since I was the guy sitting at home with his thumb up his ass, everyone felt the need to call me on the way home to tell me about what a monumental ball tap dancing that course was. And I mean that in a good way, Troy. Ass ass whoopery. Ass whoopery was at hand. But uh descriptions of the course, different things that they encountered. It was a uh, it was very entertaining for me, but the very sick side of me, that whole masochistic side of the, if you will, damn it, I wish I was there. Yeah, well, it's the side I, of you that you'd you rather hear, be riding your motorcycle in some technical ass, sweating your balls off shit, than sitting at your house painting the walls. I mean, come on, anybody can relate with that. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, well, I mean, because I know it sucks. Other sickos, that's the sad thing. Other sickos can relate to that. Not everyone can relate to that. But it's one of those, I, I really wish I was there. I wish I could have had a had my hand at that whole ultra tech side of it. And uh, from what I understand, it was just an ultimate ass whoop. Just yeah. 55 miles of hell. It was awesome. And I've what's, got... what's wrong with me that I'm sad I wasn't there? <laughs> a lot. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. It was a lot, but uh, the last two sections were really what was kicked my ass. I mean, I, I just plumb got worn out, I and mean, my body just gave out. It was pretty ridiculous. But uh, in the in the second to last section, I just got tired. You know, I started making dumb mistakes, and that led to what turned on to the last section, which was all kinds of just horrible mistakes. And then I wound up realizing that all the steam that was coming out of my bike was actually a cracked radiator hose. So, the last three miles, I just kind of babied it in, and I finished, even though it was it was finisher points. That's what I was going for. I just wanted to make sure I didn't have another seized bike in my garage that I would have to be fixed, and we could <laughs> we could move onward from that. Why are we gonna bring up my broke shit? I'm just saying <laughs> it's not out of my garage yet. Oh, but on that front, we're hoping that this week my. Uh, my parts should all be here. Yeah. You're going to so, bike uh, to ride. Yeah, it's going to be like a whole new bike to me. To ride, a whole L- new bike literally. to me. It's going to be like 2006 was yesterday. Because uh, I will have new suspension, new all of the above. I will actually, I won't be rolling 450. I'll be rolling 478. 478. 478. It doesn't roll off the tongue like faux fitty does. Four seventy eight percent rolls off the tongue. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm gonna have some stickers made up that say baller, to put on the side. I'm okay with it. Yep. Make your case happen. Yeah, I will. All right. Will. Well, bring us into what happened down in Cali. Okay. But seriously, thank you, Troy Green and the row row one riders. I saw Wes McKnight out there helping out. You guys, amazing job. If anybody's out next year and they don't have any cross-country races to go to and they want to hang out and have an amazing freaking time riding some mm-hmm. trail that's definitely going to kick your ass, please show up at their race next year because I know if it's anything from this year, they're going to grow, they're going to learn, they're going to find a way to make the property that they have probably even more difficult. <laughs> so, Troy, don't add 10 miles to make my life a living hell. No, I'd like to show up and finish. Yeah. So, please, so thank please, you. for the love of God. Don't do that. You guys did a great job. It was awesome. Sounds great in theory, but no, don't be that guy, Troy. I have a fairly decent idea of where you live. There were folks making a living 
riding this last weekend. Uh, the second round of the Herod and the Hound went on in Ridgecrest, California. And um, the big part of the story is my ever-loving... Fan crush! Yeah, my... Sally, who loves him. We this guy... Yeah, these guys, actually. Um, Caselli, once again, adding to his monumental legend. I've ridden with Malcolm Smith, but I have not ridden Kirk Caselli. Kirk Caselli. We'll make this happen. I don't care if I have to stand there and sniff the tire tracks where he rode off and left me, which would more than likely oh, be the case. Believe me, when I rode with Malcolm Smith, that's what happened. I'm just yeah. saying. I mean, that's yeah. It's, uh, part of it. Yeah. It's what's going to happen. But uh, I'd like to make it happen. I mean, I was also 16, but whatever. We can do this. Now, uh, Caselli added to his legend by uh, having an absolutely crap start. Bike didn't even start off the line. That's right. I just burped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. We're a ways into malt liquor. It's going to happen. I'm terribly sad about this. I'm just going to go ahead and say that I'm actually trying to man up and own all this situation and be responsible about the fact that I've had a lot to drink. Hmm. But this guy, <laughs> no, he's I'm, not at all. I'm, I'm absolutely secure with the fact that I have had inhuman amounts of alcohol. Pants off, dance body. off. Pants off, dance off. This is the reason that you need to not tune away from seat time. You need to make it all the way through our video to see if we actually drop our britches and have a dance off. P.S. I promise you, that's not gonna happen. Because if that tries to happen, about two people over here are gonna jump his bones and not in the way that he actually wants it to happen. No, I'm just, I'm gonna leave. I'm Can't slowly scooting away on the couch. That's what's happening right. right now. But, um, <laughs> he might try to butch it up because. California! The, he might try to butch it up because the other episodes were deleted for tonight. We uh, got into all these California episodes and shit got gay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not awkward? Who knew? Too much focus on San Fran. Anyway, Hare and the Hound, um, apparently they had perfect weather for what they had to work with. Um, high 60s, usual dust bowl for anything this time of year in California. I haven't had any rain since 1942. Um... Caselli, like I said, had a horrible start. Uh, Abbott also had a bad start. Not as bad as Caselli, but they were able to pull back in. Uh, overall results for the day were Caselli pulling first, David Pearson in second, Destry Abbott in third, uh, Kendall Norman in fourth, and Jacob Albright in fifth. Uh, the overall points at this point were only two races into their series. Uh, we're looking at David and Pearson in first with 55 points. Kurt Caselli in second at uh, 46 points. And Destry, Destry Abbott. That number. Quit laughing, Jordan. Destry Abbott, 46 points as well, but not getting the tiebreaker. And while Bloody can't handle the fact that Jordan laughs at him, um, <laughs> I'd just like to say that it was pretty awesome. I mean, I think Kirk Caselli did a great job. You know, it, it, it is, you know, having, you know, being somebody that races a cross-country series where we have to do a dead engine start. You know, they throw a green flag, Jordan laughs his ass off, and people say, go. I mean, that's what happens. You know, you have to kick it right. Mm -hmm. Kick it right, do it right. <laughs> 
And do it right, do it tight. <laughs> I mean, that's not where I was going, but that's where you took it, so that's awkward. But the thing is, is it's very, very hard to get a good start consistently every single time. And the fact that Kirk Caselli not only got a shit start and actually was like five or six seconds off of everybody and had to make up yeah. all that time and come away with the win, that says a lot when you cannot see in the desert of California. I mean, yeah, that's the all accounts said that. Caselli was had to completely change his lines from yeah. previously because what he was, he was what he to wanted see, to ride. Yeah. yeah, just taking all the death and dismemberment lines just to try to get around and fight through it. And I so, apologize for doing my show to entertain Jordan and attempts to make him laugh. I'm pretty sure that's all this is about at this point is just making sure Jordan has a good time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but while we're talking about California, luckily enough, uh, there was a GP, a Grand Prix over in uh, Adelanto, um, and I haven't seen too much about it. There was a bunch of stuff on the Kawasaki website and stuff like that. There's a couple of videos floating around, and what it looked like from those videos is that it was a dust bowl. I mean, the MX track looked fun. Everybody was having a really good time. The trails that they had going outside were nice. Um, it's just everybody rode hard. Everybody had a really good time, and that's what this is all about. You know, it's like make sure that you enjoy your weekend doing what you want to do. And uh, luckily enough, Justin Soleil walked away with first place, so that's good for him. I know he's been working really hard, and he definitely will be a contender in the work series. So you know, something like this for his confidence, mm-hmm. absolute booster, absolute booster for his confidence. Uh, Bobby Garrison, who as well, um, I think if Bobby Garrison worked really hard. And gets a little bit of luck on his side. He as well could be a, a worse contender. So it's good that he got second place here. And then Robbie Bell uh, walking away with third place at the GP this past weekend. Um, Kawasaki podium. Yeah, so it was uh, it was the team green, green sweep. Yeah. Um, Which lately other. it's been the orange sweep. So yeah, off-road green is kind of interesting. Yeah, it definitely is. And I'm sure all the folks at Kawasaki are terribly happy about this. Um, they were also... On their site, they spoke about how um, Soleil was going to go do a um, enduro, like all beach enduro, down in Argentina coming up. So I'd be curious to see how he does down there and that as well. Obviously, this yeah. race was a great a lot sand, of sand setup. Maybe we'll yeah. be okay. <laughs> yeah, but uh, as we shift co- uh, coasts, going over to the Georgia Hair Scramble, not a lot of information in at this point, but. Uh, Run through the top five. Thad Duvall pulling in first. Stuart Baylor in second. Russell Bobbitt. 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 Damn it, Bobbitt. In third, Paul Wibley in fourth. And uh, Mike Lafferty. Lafferty! Mike Larry. Larry! Larry in fifth. Sexy. Sexy. And so, that's pretty much, uh, there's not a lot of information at this point rolling in. Yeah, the little bit that I heard was that uh, it was pretty much Stuart, Stuart Bailey off the start, him and Russell Bobby. Russell Bobby. Ru- uh, Bobby. Ricky Bobby. Yeah, it's not Ricky yeah, Bobby. Yeah, Ricky Bobby. Russell Bobbitt. Bobby. <clears throat> but seriously, uh, Russell Bobbitt and uh, Stuart Bailey were going at it for a while. A couple good pits and all that, but coming around the uh, second to last or last lap was when <clears throat> Thad Duvall just kind of put his head down and said, you know what, I'm going to make this happen. And he knew he could, so he did. And he walked away with first place. So congrats, man. That was a really hard, hard work because I wouldn't be able to beat those guys. Definitely. Yeah, and I wouldn't. Well, this brings us into a point in the show where we would like to thank our sponsor. And while we absolutely... Our friend? 
Oh, you have more important things to say? No. That's okay. No. It's okay. What I would like to say is oh. that while I absolutely appreciate and just would do anything for this sponsor, I would like to make that a plural. I um, More than one. Yes, more than one. The, just don't the judge us on this singular? episode alone. No, please, for the love of God, don't. It's not our fault. No, we seriously, we oh, had... Liquor's fault. <laughs> yes, it's still reserve malt liquor's fault. Um, you bought this shit. Yeah, well, it had to happen. If okay. we're going to do an episode with 40s... I And for the folks playing along at home, it really seemed like a good idea to have the 40, mal, uh, 40 ounce of malt liquor episode before we had all these technical difficulties and had to drink an inhuman amount while taping each one. I don't ever want to drink this much while trying to actually like be professional again because this, no. this, this sucks. Yeah, I'm really... I mean, I love all the, of you guys. Yeah. You're awesome. Yeah, I have nothing but love for you. <sighs> But trying to make more than four-letter words very obscene of this. four-letter words come out of my mouth and words that don't just become one giant 30-minute-long sentence of slurring, that's a challenge. All right. And I hope you love us for it. Love your pants. No, but back to our one singular sponsor, which somehow seems like an explanation for why we have one singular <laughs> yeah. sponsor. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, I'm not going to drag us down, but... No. We would like to send our shout-out and send our love to Vita Brevis Clothing. Uh, as we've said in previous episodes, uh, the translation of it is Life is Short. It's Latin. It's a friend of ours, Jeremiah Scratch Stone. He's the uh, purveyor of Vita Brevis. Proprietor. Proprietor. Uh, check him out at VitaBrevisClothing.com. Look him up on Facebook. Like him on Facebook. Try to give him some attention that way. If you show up to any of the Toro or T-Sec races, uh, Jeremiah is sure to be there. Look for his signature Narvi. Uh, Where we will always be hanging out. <laughs> yeah, you'll see us very nearby. Um, sitting there, it's... We all know that there are a ton of RVs, a ton of things like that at the races. Um, look for his obnoxiously loud generator. Jenny. Or, yeah, Jenny is the bomb. Or sounds like she is going to grenade at some point. So <laughs> thing, two things tie together. And uh, that or look for Scratch's uh, big toy hauler. It's done up with a lot of Vita Brevis stickers, things like that. And it's actually labeled as the Narvi. Oh, it is but, the uh, Narvi. Because yeah. of the Nar happens. Yeah. But if you show up, see us, see him there, he has all the hoodies, he has the t-shirts, all of the above, things that you've seen us wearing during the show previously. Uh, he'll have stuff on hand that he would be more than likely to convey to you for a sponsor minimal charge. Yeah. And uh, if not, he'll be able to point you in the right direction on when he'll have new product in and the different things that he has in the works. Pretty sure that's about the way it's gonna work because of the fact that Scratch is an awesome dude. I'm pretty. If you walk up to him and be like, "Hey, seriously, I saw you on seat time. Just Scratch because you have no hair and you shave your head and you're awesome and hardcore looking." That at least five dollars off right there. Really. Oh yeah. Nothing else. I'm not gonna tell you that he won't tell you five dollars more expensive so that yeah. you can then knock five dollars. Don't look off at the website first. Yeah, it's a yeah. 
All right, we're going to try to bring this into the actual Supercross mm. that happened this past weekend in Houston. Mm. I mean, I know we're ghetto. I have a feeling it got ghetto. <laughs> yeah, we had, to, we had to keep it real for Houston and drink malt liquor. Yeah, Reliance Stadium, man. That's what they sell there from what I hear. Yeah. But I know it was kind of funny because of the fact that they had a couple interviews going on before. Um, so they kind of, the way I watched the series was the lights and then the heavy. Um, and while I was watching the lights... Uh, I mean, right off the bat, they were doing a little bit of interviews with the guys and stuff, and they had Barsha and his his shaggy little dude. You know, he's always kind of been shaggy, but I mean, he looked like Shaggy from Scooby Doo this time around with his little mm-hmm. his little goatee and everything. And Frank, my uh, my little four year old pug, runs up to the entertainment center, just whack, slams her paws up against it, just and just like the second he starts talking. So I just thought it was really kind of appropriate for the fact that he looked exactly like Shaggy while my dog is just yipping away trying to like uh, essentially fill the roles of Scooby-Doo. I thought it was kind of funny, but I don't know. I had to bring it up just because I thought it was awesome. It is awesome. And I, I anything where Frank is bringing something to the table, yeah, I can get on board with as I... Frank is pretty close to our hearts. I cohabitated with Woody, Frank, and Izzy for a bit. And Guinness was there with us as well. They're good pugs. Yeah. Good pugs, good boxer. So what did you think about the track this past weekend in Houston? Um, kind of like we discussed in the last one, it looked small. Very small lanes. Um, just didn't look like a lot of space used there. Uh, well, I the, it just seemed like it was a... It, it really, like, I'd never thought that Reliant Stadium was small, so either they it, just kind of had is, missed... Misuse of landscape, or it is much smaller than you would have thought it had been, and they did not lay out the track well. It's one of those things. It's a football stadium, so we know that there's plenty of space to work with. I think it's just how they chose to use it. The one thing that I cannot get my head around is that just minuscule start straight to fish hook. Oh, yeah, the fish hook turn. No, I agree. I think they definitely should have uh, widened out, even if you were just to kind of bowl out that right, that the end mm-hmm. of the right hand turn, just so they had an extra ten feet to kind of fade right. I think that that would have saved a lot of people's asses because the fact there were like at least five or six guys on the other side of the tough blocks every single time anyone went down the straight. So. But the part of me that I hate to be conspiracy conspiracy theorist at this point, but part of me thinks that. Adding that element to it was the thing where everyone at the start of each each moto, each LCQ, each main, everyone was sitting forward like, okay, what kind of train wreck are we gonna have? And it's I don't granny, know. I mean, granny, I, yeah, I no, mean, I can't, I can't disagree with that statement. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, uh, you it's appealing it TV, to the yeah. NASCAR fan of the world. And but, it's, uh, it's it's what it's what happened afterwards when uh, with the after the end of the Barsha and Wilson. LC, uh, Maine, you know, they asked Barsha about, you know, rubbing raw and stuff like that. He was okay with it. Wilson wasn't, you know, there, there are right racers who are absolutely okay with rubbing plastics yeah. and there are racers who don't think it's okay. They want to have a clean race. They mm-hmm. want to say that I beat him because of the fact that I stuffed him in a turn, but while I stuffed him, I didn't actually touch him. You know I mean? And that rubbing is racing. You know, there are two sides to that, to both, to, to that story. So it's kind of interesting. So, I don't know. That left turn was pretty interesting. So it's definitely, 
one way to look at it. But with the the, the first heat, I thought it was kind of interesting because of the fact that uh, just to carry some of the highlights that I thought were nuts was the fact that Blake Baggett, while he was trying to make a pass, uh, what was his name on three seventy eight on the Gareth Swanepoel. Uh, Gareth Swanepoel looked like he, I don't know, he either got crazy in the whoops or he just lost it because of the fact that people were trying to keep up with him. High-sided, went down in the whoops, and while Blake Baggett was coming through there, he went boom, boom, swat, straight on the Swanepoel's back. I mean, yeah, it wasn't like, I'm trying to miss you. It was, I mean, it wasn't Blake Baggett's fault, you could tell. I mean, he just landed on him. I mean, it was, it yeah. was scary. No, it was absolutely outside of Baggett's control, 387. But yeah. it's uh, one of those where it was just the absolute wrong point, wrong time. Yeah. But just that, I feel horrible for 387, him just yeah, I don't. Getting, I think his chiropractor's probably making a lot of money for Yeah, that exactly. It's just like, can you pull that wheel out of my sphincter? Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, it didn't work out so hot. Yeah, but Barsha... I mean, shoot, he got he got through safe on the, you know, with the whole shot because of the fact that he paid attention. He took the inside line. He stayed mm-hmm. safe and just right to that first Inside lane. line was the hot ticket because you could pretty much just, as long as you ripped in hard and then just locked him up, waited for the carnage to clear yeah. and cut inside, you were at a good point for this race just because that first turn was so brutal. Totally agree. Uh, in the second heat, it was actually really good Ooh, because uh, Darren, uh, awesome. Darren Dunham, who is actually kind of a veteran to the lights class, but it, it just hasn't been a top five name or a top ten name really consistently. Uh, it was really, really good to see him because he was riding great. And him and Wilson were just going back and forth. And he even had a fun little tough block moment where he kind of mm-hmm. caught something on the left side, got shot to the right, landed yeah. on the tough block, blah, blah, blah. But when he did that, he shot out a tough block into the track, blocked Wilson. So, excuse me, so Wilson couldn't just shoot on past him. And it was really kind of cool to watch, you know, that kind of digress. It was really fun. I was I was very proud. I mean, I think he wound up third or fourth in that heat race. But it was really good to watch him work with that lead, I thought. All right, now, number one, um, Durham's save was awesome. When he popped across that and his legs were all akimbo yeah. and he was just like, oh, okay, yeah. all right. It's one of those, you're like, uh, 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 ball up? No. Holy hell, he pulled it out. But one thing that I have to say as an elder statesman of the, of the world. One of the Greyhairs. Yeah, one of the Greyhairs. I have the couple. When they're talking about how Wilson, and I love watching... The kid ride. When they talk about how his style has had to change because he grew last year, that made me feel positively geriatric. <laughs> I wanted to split my arm open and count the rings. And it's one of those things that, I mean, I I loved watching him last year, whether it was the Supercross, where the, whether it was the outdoor, where he kind of screwed the pooch here in Texas previously. But, um... One of those things that that made me feel old as hell. I I but it's one of those deals. I I love the second heat and I love watching him pull up through it and everything. And I watching him take the win. It was great, but that point was somewhat painful for me. Yeah, no, I can understand that fact. The fact that because all right, grand animals? scheme. Well, because grand scheme, you're not that much younger than no me. hell no. I'll be thirty two this year. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so 
Uh, small point was I thought that it was awesome because in the LCQ there, I didn't get the numbers. It happened so fast, but there was two riders that got into each other uh, off of the tables, and they <laughs> one rider bumped into the other, and holy crap, if his bike didn't do a backflip, I immediately went to rad, and I was like, Hulk Hooligan, eat your heart out. There's a backflip, and I was like, yes, there's not an over and under, but I can at least make a rad reference, and I was like, I'm cool. There's no over and under. No hip. There was no hip jump, but he has worked in a rad reference the third week in a row. So on that, next week, I will wear a rad replica rad racing, rad racing t-shirt. Please do. If I still had mine, I'd wear it. I don't know where it went. I'm balls deep in this commitment. It's good, man. Balls yeah. deep in the main where, hmm. let's just go ahead and say it. Barsha won, yeah. Wilson got second, and Baggett got third. Holy shit, if you didn't enjoy that main... Then you don't have a pulse. Yeah, you don't need to watch it anymore. It sucked to see... Um, Alright, we didn't mention it so far, but um, I was just intrigued watching East roll in, Malcolm Stewart, because... All right, oh, yeah. If when, you follow this yeah. sport at all, <clears throat> uh, you have to have an interest because... Uh, yeah, it's Stewart's James, younger brother. Yeah, yeah. James' is the little brother. If that didn't mean anything to you, then just go out back, put both barrels in your mouth, and pull the trigger. It's a, wait, no, I'm sorry. Almost lawyer said that was a bad thing to say. Yeah. So if that didn't mean anything to you, reflect, reflect on this point in your life. Yeah, you should probably figure because it out. you should probably throw yourself off a building. Is that good? No, that was bad too. Oh damn, I'm not good at this. So all right. If Don't Malcolm, hurt yourself of the situation, but think about it, because Malcolm Stewart is sit, somebody's younger brother. Sit in a moment of deep reflection and think about why I want you to hurt yourself. Just don't is do that, it in a bathtub. Wait, is that is that okay? We're fine. Okay, all right, we're good, we're good. All right, I want you to hurt yourself. At this point, the train wreck has really yeah. not killed anybody. It's just yeah. hurt all of us. Dude. Yeah, no, no, it's good. All right, but... uh. No, Malcolm Stewart coming into the scene uh, with the East class actually getting up and running. I That's the thing that killed me about the main is I wanted to see what he could do. And him being out so quick, eh. Well, the thing is, is he kind of did that to himself. I mean, well, no, I, he got totally aggressive and just put it in on P.J. Larson way too early. I mean, it was, yeah. the, first, it was the first lap. I mean, you don't. I mean, yeah, you got 15 laps to make it happen, but still, I don't know. I just, I just thought it was a little too aggressive. I just, I think he wanted to put a name out for himself too soon, too early, and that's what happened. So, yeah, made a bad decision. Well, no, I, I absolutely agree, but I wish there would have been more time to watch and see if it played out. Oh, I totally agree because I would love to see. I think PJ Larson would have had a much better display because of the fact that he did such a great job job in Australia. I think P.J. Larson would have been able to put some heat on the game. But yeah. unfortunately, Malcolm Stewart got a little overzealous and took him out. Hmm. So, well, I mean, yes, I'm, rubbing is racing. I just I just don't like it when front wheels become, you know, objects of lusteration. So. Well, yeah, lust, go along with it. Lusteration. Continue. I'm going to sit and reflect on that for a second. Probably not worth it. Eh, all right. No, but, uh, well, I'm, it's obviously fairly... 
established at this point. I'm not a big fan of the whole Stewart scene. I just wanted to see if he was going to be able to pull as hard as... Uh, all right. Stop laughing. Stop laughing, non-knowing person. Fucking hell. How hard right. was he pulling? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So our non-motorcycle inclined friend, I knew that I had just lobbed one straight at him on that one. But, uh... Uh, I need to drink more. Probably no. not. Probably not. <laughs> Die, both of you. Um, what were you going to say? Words. Words that come out of mouths that explain <laughs> things that are thought points. None of them? No. All right. No. Malcolm Stewart, I wish he would have been able to make a stronger showing, made it a little bit farther in, something along those lines. Because I wanted to see, even when he went down first lap, I wanted to see if he would have that draw, that strength to pull back the way that, well. You'd like to say that his older brother had, but the thing yeah, is, is that his older brother is kind of almost the same way. It's like all or nothing. Yeah. I mean, James has definitely become more consistent throughout the years and does put on a better display of you know, consistency now, but, but he acted the exact same way, well, close to the exact same way that Malcolm It's one of those things that's hard to get into details, talking about Malcolm without just absolutely blowing the lead for yeah. the 450 discussion, and that's the thing that I've been, like, tap dancing around. Okay, well, that's fine. Yeah. Okay, so, lights, it was amazing. You guys had, in, in my eyes, you guys had the best race. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Y'all's main was amazing, but... Well, I know that he has a lot to say about the the heavy class, so why don't you just go ahead and break that shit down? Well, before we before we jump on the lights, we had Wilson in first, Larson in second, Durham in third. Well, actually, I'm sorry, Baggett in third. Yeah, it's totally Baggett in third. Yeah, Baggett. He got third so hard. All right, so we're gonna get Did he into bag it? the yeah. He bagged it. He bagged it. Oh. He bagged it triple hard because he got third. Bagged it. Anyway, so when we get into the 450s, um, Heat won. Knard, when he was passing um, from fourth to third, hot. He just tucked in. And it's one of those things that it wasn't a, uh, a quick setup. You watched him sitting there scouting it out. When he finally ducked in, and made that pass. It was one of those where you're like, <laughs> he just did it oh because you saw him like feeling it out the whole time. And it's one of those deals where, when even an absolute mental midget and simpleton like myself, when you see it setting up, you're like, <laughs> he's gonna get him right here. <laughs> watch, watch. Yeah, it's 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 a moment for me. So it was good. I'm glad you had a moment. Yeah, I did. I did triple hard. I had to like get all Gallagher and roll like plastic over stuff before I spunked. Wait, oh, I said that. Before you busted your melon. Yes, before I busted my melon. We'll edit that. We'll edit that out. No, we're not. Yeah. No, no, we're not. I don't edit shit, man. Yeah, Just I was go. gonna say. Why do you yeah. say that? I, because it. Sounded, Statement two. It sounded professional. <laughs> This is professional. Triple hard. Yeah. Jordan is going to have so much against us next week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Um, well, back to Heat 1. Dungey was obviously fueled by hate against chains. <laughs> <laughs> because um, the fact that his chain broke in the prior race just motivated him to ride yeah. like all hell. He won the ever-living shit out of that heat. Oh, he... Um, if there was a... Bo- <laughs> I am not going to say what just came to my mind. Because it's horrible. And I should be arrested. <laughs> but, um... No. <laughs> yeah, don't lean away. You thought it too. I don't know. No, you did. You did real hard. I could smell it. But <laughs> guys, we've we've hit the forty minute mark. Y'all got to pick up the pace. Okay, all right. Sorry. All right. Dungey. <laughs> you can't really trust this guy to do anything. All right, suck a dick. All right. So, Heat one. Dungey Reed Villapoto. Um, Roxton ended up pulling in sixth place, which always makes me happy because we've. Obviously, being tap dancing around the fact that we were very entertaining. Old badass on the three fifty. I mean. Yeah, exactly. On the three fifty, being able to pull it in. All right, so let's move to heat two. It was pretty much the uh, Stewart show. Yeah, it was. Yeah. That's that's actually where. Um, that's actually. I'm sorry. Where Roxon pulled his sixth place. That was Roxon. Uh, I'm. Fuck me in the goat ass. That is asses as goats. Yeah, that's a lot of things. I'm sorry that we agreed at the time we weren't going to say. Uh, Stewart in first place, Reed in Villapoto. Um, Roxon pulling in that six. Oh, in the okay. second one. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I kind of, when I go back to my notes on that, mm. I really think that the Heat 1 and Heat 2, they, they were unrealistically straightforward. Uh, you know, as, yeah. That says a mm. lot. Um, uh, so, what do your notes say about the main? About the main, um, that the uh, first turn was a. Uh, I'm actually going to fish edit. in the mouth of. You can look at my hate. notes and see what I said about the first turn, and I'm going to edit that. Effing yard sale, my friends. Yeah, he edited it by saying effing. Yeah. That first, the fact that the first turn took out both Reed and Stewart. And what? Eight other and, and Yeah, I was going to say, well, I was just going to pull in the ballers when I wrote that yeah. up. No, I but uh, it's uh, taking out Reed and Stewart in the first turn. Yeah, you're going to set yourself up for a different race. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's a uh, big picture, though. I mean, a lot of the big other big players, they were able to pull themselves up and... Be in contention for the rest of the race. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely, because of the fact that when that happened, you know, you had to Stuart, Stuart and uh, Reed down in the first turn. You know, everybody else with the contention to be able to just walk away. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just be like, okay, cool. So the guys that have almost the most points lead are down. How are we gonna, you know, capitalize on this situation? So, well, it's one of those things. Wyndham was off to the races. Oh, Wyndham. And it's one and of those things. 2011 MSR gear, which was really blue. Yeah. And, and really sexy. hot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for agreeing with me. Those little showy helmets. No. Um, the thing was, I I feel like the ultimate ass for saying it, but when Wyndham was off to the races with the whole shot, 
and holding first for a decent amount of time. Uh, for 10 and a half, 11 laps. Yeah. yeah. He held on to it for quite some time. I feel like an ass for saying it, but I was like, okay, when is someone going to catch him because he blows out endurance-wise, or when is he going to screw well, it up? In- and I... Wyndham would never blow up endurance-wise. Wyndham is definitely one of the guys that when he's out there and he's got the momentum, Wyndham can carry the momentum. I don't think... It doesn't make a difference that he's actually older than I am and younger than you are. He would not blow out endurance-wise. That's just insane. Um, That's just the way the years work. Um, But he did make the mistake. And I think that was definitely more of a track than a mental mistake. It was just slick. And he tried to go for that triple in, triple on... And then he tried to, like, you know, single off, and he got fucking squirrely. I mean... No. And he, he when, got that, squirrely, when it gets weird... I mean, and you could, stuff you could look at that track and see where it blue-grooved out. Oh, yeah. Where there was absolutely it, white dirt. It was white, yeah. You yeah, knew those it was, blue spots, yeah. Yeah, it was absolute concrete in those spots. Yeah. And it was uh, expecting anything else out of uh, traction in those areas... Power to you. Yeah. Well, I, I feel bad for Wyndham. I know Wyndham went down hard. We actually had a friend of ours from Oklahoma working at the race, and uh, he was there when Wyndham went down, and he knows that Wyndham went down hard and that it wasn't good for him. So we feel bad for everybody because that's that's just not the way to go out, man. You know, it's Wyndham was having a really good race, and it would have been nice to see him continue that streak to win, but he did not. So Yeah, it's one of those things that um, props to our boy for working with the uh, Astro asterisk medical team on that one but uh, uh back to the original uh line of thought on the 450s that first turn killing off the majority well not the, the majority but a lot of folks it was weird later in the race hearing the line that all right stewart is being lapped yeah it was kind of awkward it was uh it was hard for us to get our head around, and it was also hard for um, apparently people on yeah, the quite track. A few, quite a few well, that was riders. that was just the that was the uh, guess by the announcers, but I think it was a fairly accurate assessment. Oh no, of the I could definitely like. Yeah. I mean, if I were to for some strange reason be in a Toro race and start lapping Hayden Franklin, I know that I would be like, "What the heck is going on?" I mean, yeah. That is not normal. Night's day, cat and dogs are living together in harmony. This doesn't work. So, I don't... It was... Man, but seriously, I wanted... uh, That main for the Supercross series in Houston was a a really good confidence booster for Trey Kennard. We all know Trey Kennard can ride a motorcycle. Yeah. So, it was really good to see him walk away with the win. And Dungey being second, I mean... And they were going for it. You know, they had those so many final, good back and forths. It was quite amazing. Those so. final three laps were awesome. Not just the Canard and Dungey battle, but also back behind them, the Villapoto and Millsaps. The two of them yeah. were fighting back and forth the entire time. Yeah. And it was just all of the above. The last three laps were just edge of the seat action. Yeah, I really think that it was, you know, it was like the first turn, boom, a lot of people went down. Okay, we're going to have some people ride and stuff like that. But it was the last four to five laps where people started to pick up a pace and actually kind of try to work for the situation or the positions that they wanted. And it turned out to be a really nice battle. And it was a yeah. re- everybody worked really hard, you know, in the top five, the positions they came away with. So it was really awesome to see. Yeah, no, 
the race ended up big picture. Your uh, first was Kennard pulling in his first Supercross yeah, win yeah, in the 450 nice. class. Uh, Dungey in second, Villapoto, the Ginger Ninja in third. Um, when you get into the other big names, it kind of skips around. Uh, Reed came in, pulled a sixth. Randomly. There you go, big, big earring two, boy. Two. Yeah, yep, yeah, 2 2 Motorsports. Um, the other thing was that the the other name that we have obviously talked about a lot, uh, Roxon pulling in, going to the big boy class on the 350. He got seventh in this yeah, race, top which is, um, we haven't talked about him to this point, but is obviously very, very, given the names involved, absolutely respectable. Yeah, no, I'm glad to see that he put that KTM up there. I mean, with uh, yeah. Andrew Short, what was he getting? Fifth? Yeah. You know, his first top five on the 350, it was really good to see Roxon, and I think, and even Alessi got 10th. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, KTM, you know, they did a really good showing this past weekend, so it was yeah. nice. Now, the other big name is that uh, Stewart ended up in 15th, but not only did he had the have the rough start off the uh, first turn, but he had some other issues Yeah, he kind of got into Jason Thomas there and kind of yeah. created some ruckus, you know I mean? He was just faster, kind of created a weird line, so... Yeah. So, where that takes us for the year in the overall points is Villapoto has skipped up to first. Uh, is it Stewart. nine points on Stewart? Is it yeah, he yeah. has nine points on Stewart. Stewart in second, Kennard in third, um, Reed in fourth, and Dungey in fifth. Nice. Well, so, big jumping, big shifting around. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, that's always good for the series. I hate, it's yeah. definitely not good for the riders. I'm not going to say, I mean, I don't like to see anybody have to, like, you know, come from last to ninth to 15th with their finishing points or anything like that. But it's very good for the series because of the fact that you don't see anybody walking away at this point. Yeah, you know. it's not someone that has left everyone by 10 seconds in each race so that there's this monumental gap that yeah. no one can clear. Yeah. It's a, it's really, when you get down to the big five names, it's anyone's It's still kind of there, yeah, yeah. It's still kind of there, so it's nice. It's nice to see. But, uh, so what's coming up? This weekend we have another Supercross. We're going to be in San Diego this weekend. I saw the uh, Racer X put up their um, animated picture map from this weekend. I think it's going to be kind of cool. It looks like a good looks, looks like it's going like to be a, a good track. Looks like a good track. Um, but however those always work see out. How so, yeah, out. See how it plays yeah. out. So it'll be interesting. We do want to say that this is going to be the last week for the Off-Road Cup entry fees. So if you guys want to go ahead and tell everybody in the world, eh, probably world, maybe nation, you want to know in the nation that your series is the best series out there. Put together a three-man team for a nine-hour race at the Off-Road Cope. It's going to be at the DeSoto Motorsports. It's going to be really close to Shreveport, Louisiana. Deadlines are this Friday. We're doing our best, believe me. We have unfortunately been a day behind recording. We've probably been 8,000 beers behind drinking, but this will be up. Please go support the Off-Road Cup. Um, it'll be a great time, and I know everybody's going to have a really good time out there. Um, after that, man, this weekend for us, uh, well, for some of us, hmm. I don't know, Jason's got, we've all got our stuff to work out. So some of us are going to be at the Toro this weekend, um, and it's going to be at the I-35 in Thackerville, Oklahoma. And I-35 the, MX. I-35 MX, it's like yeah. five five miles in. It is just like over the border. Four or five, yeah. Before you even get to the casinos that line the border up there, it's... So what you're trying to say is 9 p.m. see us at the casinos? That would be the case. 
That might happen. I don't know. I raced second, so it's whatever on Sunday. But Jordan, Jordan, wave your hand in front of the camera just a little. Yeah. He has put up with us all night, many, many a times. He mm. has been through all the crap that we have been through. It's kind of been retarded, and that's what's got us to the point where we're at right now. We want to thank anyone that's actually still watching right now for being with us right now. Jordan Hesse will be with us this weekend at I-35. He's going to have a camera on his shoulder. He is going to be goofing off. He's going to be having a good time. We're not trying to do anything but have fun. So please, if you want to do an interview because you think you're better than somebody else, come talk to him about it, man. That's what we want to have. They don't really care, actually. I mean, it'll be fun to hear what you have to say, but... I'll pretend like I care. Yeah, Jordan will actually pretend like he cares. I will tell you that you're probably 16 and you will never go anywhere in your life. But I want you to keep trying. The other part of it is that Jordan knows nothing about yeah. this sport. This is Jordan's so, first race ever. Yeah. They're so, like they're like four-wheel bikes, right? Sure. Yes. There are four-wheel bikes there, Ford weird trailers. That's why it went so long that it was all his fault. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Not really. Yeah. It was this... Steel, you really bought Steel Reserve? Yeah. <laughs> no, I know you bought Steel Reserve. <laughs> it didn't like happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. For anyone who has actually stayed with us this long, I really appreciate the fact that you've been here because of the fact that I know that we have diverted. We have been all over the place. Train wrecks have happened. Train wrecks have been put on the tracks. Train have... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Burst Everything has flames. been blown up. It yeah. has been quite an interesting evening, but we appreciate you being here. Thank um, you. If you would like to ever have more or know more, we're still we're at seattime.co, and if you'd like to find us on Twitter, we're at uh, seattime underscore co. So please find us, listen to us, tell us what you want to tell us what you want to tell us, man. We are open for concerns. We want to grow with you guys, so please hit us up, and we're gonna have a good time. And if nothing else, we're gonna enjoy. A lot 40 more forty. Of awesome. There's going to be a hell of a lot of awesome. Yeah. You know. Thank you. Recording. Rolling. Okay, so I'm rolling. In my five point slow. Forty. <laughs>